Welcome to the Financial Life Podcast with me, Ben Robel. This is episode 17. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about the first of the four buckets that we identified in our last episode when we discussed a framework for wealth. This first bucket is called the cash bucket. Now, for those of you who are enthusiastic listeners of personal finance podcasts or who read the articles, blogs, books, or watch the programming on YouTube or television, you've heard of this account referred to as your rainy day fund or emergency fund. But I prefer the term cash account. Let's talk about why. The first reason is that terms like emergency fund and rainy day fund are not specific, and they're really based on some concept that you have in your head. The standard practice for determining the size of this account, or the advice that is most often given to people, is to have a budget, determine your monthly spending, allocate a certain number of months of that spending to an account, voila, emergency fund. Unfortunately, the reality of this process is different. Not everybody has a budget. Not everybody has a specific understanding of their spending. I would suggest to you that while those numbers are valuable, the true determining factor for the size of a cash account is the risk tolerance of its owner. A person with a low tolerance for risk will put more money into a cash account, perhaps even more than this standardized advice about budgeting would recommend. A person with a high tolerance for risk will keep less money in the cash account. In fact, I know many people who don't keep anything in their cash account. And the reason that they don't is that they allocate money to assets that they can sell to pay down any debt that they incur when they meet expenses that are unexpected or their day-to-day -day spending. The second reason that I prefer the term cash account is that it allows us to keep them in the realm of financial products, specifically in the investment world. Emergency fund and rainy day fund don't have anything to do with that. Now, it may sound unfamiliar to you to think about a bank account as a financial product that you purchase, but that's exactly what it is. In fact, a savings account is really a short-term loan, a minute-to-minute -minute or potentially overnight bond that you are purchasing from a company like a bank. So instead of thinking about a cash account as renting a storage tank where you keep your money, it's more accurate to consider that you purchase a cash account from a company like a bank, and in return, that company agrees to pay you some interest to offer you some assurances around the safeguarding of that money, and in most cases, to give you virtually immediate access to the funds when you want them. In fact, both of the concepts we've just talked about, risk and liquidity, keep cash accounts in the universe of financial products and investments, which is exactly where we want them. And we want them categorized like this so that we can compare them to their alternatives in the investment world. When we do that, we can see that a checking account is the most basic investment product that you can buy. It is also the one that, in general, pays us the least in interest, most of the time, nothing. 
A step up from there is a savings account and then a high-yield savings account, both of which have restrictions relative to the checking account, and so therefore they can pay us more in interest. However, in each case, the amount of interest that we can make is offset by our ability to withdraw the funds virtually on demand. The interest we can earn is capped. The liquidity option, our immediate ability to access our money, means that there should be more attractive alternatives for the money that we do not need to have available to us immediately. Now, because they are such a popular topic on social media, let's spend a few moments talking about high-yield savings accounts. Financial products are generally priced on the market's perception of their risk. And for a deposit account, that risk comes from the company that offers the product. So that means a higher rate implies a higher risk. So while high-yield savings accounts generally do offer a higher rate than the similar products that you find at traditional banks, it's important to consider how they're different and the risks associated with them. Generally speaking, high-yield savings accounts are only accessible online, and they are not as convenient as the typical accounts that you find at your bank. When there are problems in the economy, you may also find that the rate you're being paid in a high-yield savings account does not actually compensate you for the risk that you are taking. And we've seen this over the last decade or so. Whenever there is financial stress in the economy, a huge amount of deposits flow to the largest banks in the country, the J.P. Morgan Chases, the Bank of Americas, the Wells Fargo's, and the Citibanks. And that's one reason why they don't have to offer as high a rate on their accounts as other companies do. So to recap, our framework implies that if you are concerned about or focused on the amount of interest or return that you are making in your cash account, you have far too much money in it. The purpose of a cash account is to give you convenient access to money that you need for day-to-day -day spending and that you might need in an emergency. But that latter category is almost impossible to forecast. By definition, an emergency comes up without warning, and we don't know how much it will cost. So while it's true that the amount of money in a cash account can be driven somewhat by a budgeting process, I would argue that it is driven more by your tolerance for risk. You should have enough money in this account that you can sleep comfortably at night knowing that you have immediate access to money that you might need to meet your day-to-day -day spending for a given amount of time and to address potential emergencies that might come up while you may find other assets to sell to generate other cash to meet those emergencies in the medium to longer term. Now, if you want to use a high-yield savings account for this money so that you can have a higher return on it, that's okay, but just do it with your eyes wide open understanding the trade-offs you're making and the risks that you're taking on. But as a general rule, instead of accepting lower returns on a cash account in exchange for liquidity or availability of your funds that you don't need, 
on cash in excess of the amount that allows you to sleep comfortably at night, start thinking about bucket two, the cash plus bucket, which is what we'll talk about tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I hope this is helpful context for you and your financial life.